How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 17th episode of Critically Incorrect. I am joined again once by Charlie and Justin, if you both wanted to say hi. Hello. And yeah, pretty slow news week. Uh, we do have our own topic, as I'm, I'm sure you've already seen in the title. We're going to talk about factions and kind of like our hopes for that near the end of the episode. But yeah, that being said, it was a pretty low news story this week. Um, so we're going to get in that a little bit here in a bit. But of course, as a tradition, we're going to talk about what we've been playing for the last week or so. So Justin, you can start off. What have you been playing? All right. Uh, yeah, so I was, I've been playing a bit of uh, the Call of Duty Outbreak mode. Uh, which was pretty fun. So, um, yeah, I haven't like before. I was mainly playing the multiplayer, so I didn't really touch the zombies too much. Uh, this week, I finally got to do so. I was playing the outbreak mode, and yeah, it was pretty fun. Just like um, you know, just teleporting to all these different maps and then uh, completing all these objectives. It was pretty fun. And then after that, uh, me and my friends like were <laughs> looking for like more co-op games to play for now. Um, so I suggested we play Uncharted 4 co-op, which is, um, it's obviously something that came out quite a long time ago, it's like five years now, but, uh, nonetheless, um, we're just doing the co-op, it's, it was, like, really hard considering, like, you need to actually level up to, I think, like, increase your damage and, and your health and all that, so, uh, we were doing crushing difficulty and they were, like, the lowest level, so I basically had to, you know, carry a bit, but, yeah, nonetheless, it was super fun still trying to get that 100 percent um we'll see if i get to that eventually but yeah um what else other than that just i've been playing a bit more on my switch uh just a bit more mortal Kombat here and there so yeah that's pretty much it for me right on charlie um so this week i've mainly been playing a lot of multiplayer stuff um like justin i've, I've been playing some cod I've been playing a lot of the Outbreak mode. I got to round 20 on Outbreak with my mate last night because uh, we've been trying to, to do a high round for a while. So we got that done. It was really, really tough, but uh, it's really fun. You get some really good rewards from doing the high rounds as well. Um, and then also playing a bit of Apex here and there, which, funnily enough, uh, my EA account got hacked, so free skin. Um, but it's all working now, so that's pretty good. Um, and then I recently got back into Doom Eternal as well, um, streaming a bit of the first DLC because uh, the second DLC is meant to be coming out pretty soon. It's meant to come out before the end of the month sometime because it's meant to be within a year of the, the original game's release. So I thought I'd finally get around to playing that, um, having a lot of fun with it, although I am currently stuck on like the final like challenge outside of the main objective um it's just insanely like they're difficult enough in the main game but the the dlc is just on another level um so i i had to drop the difficulty back down to normal and even then it's like insanely difficult so um i'll eventually get around to to beating that but it's it's pretty tough and then also some Fortnite, um just because the season ends this week so i've just been going through doing challenges and stuff because i've hardly played the game at all this season so but yeah, that's about it. Mainly that. Oh, and um, Population One on VR. I've played a bit of that with with Brandon since he got the game, um, and that's just a fun battle royale to play here and there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, this week, like if last week was my like Switch week, this week was my VR week. I've essentially been mainly playing VR. Um, yeah, like Charlie, I've been playing Population One. I picked it up. I want to say like what towards the end of last week or so. 
definitely really enjoying that. It's very intuitive and really easy to play and definitely like one of the best games in VR for at least multiplayer wise for me. So I've really been enjoying that. Um, I also started that Vertigo Remastered and actually beat that this week as well because it's only like four hours long. That's probably been like my main game I've been playing this week. Um, yeah, it's been very fun. It's like a essentially Half-Life meets Rick and Morty. I guess that's how it's kind of described as by a lot of people and it is very much true to that. Um, really good game made by mainly one person, like an ex-Valve employee. It's a very impressive game. Definitely go check it out if you have PC VR. Definitely recommend that. Besides that, like... Yeah, it's just been the usual, like, maybe a few multiplayer matches with some friends, or I want to say I played, like, a bit, like, five minutes or so of, like, uh, horseshoes, uh, hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades in VR, just some other VR games as well. Um, but yeah, that's been about it. Been pretty fun, definitely gonna probably play more VR in the next week or so, because I've been kind of getting back into it, and yeah, it's been great. That being said, let's get into the releases this week. Um, pretty low, you know, release weeks it's like essentially more updates than anything crash 4 is getting his next gen patch actually tomorrow the day we're recording this it's going to be coming out on friday that's for of course ps5 and xbox series x i want to say the switch as well it's also getting its um version release for crash 4 as well so big week for crash 4 apex legends i believe this came out on i want to say what like it was two days ago on the 9th apex legends yeah, now on switch that was also shown off at like the direct a few weeks ago it's officially out now so definitely, you know, if you have a Switch and you want to play Apex, don't think that's the best platform to play Apex, but at least it's there. So, hey. Um, Watch Dogs Legion, this one makes me laugh because, yeah, finally the multiplayer update came out. Um, I haven't played it. I don't feel like I will play it just because I never really got into Legion, but finally the multiplayer update came out. I want to say it's only on consoles, right? Like, they're still waiting for PC. Yeah, PC currently is just up in the air. So hopefully that one will come out soon, but, yeah, it's out on consoles currently and it's also worth noting there is no cross play so you got to be playing with your friends on that certain platform but yeah that's been about it for this week's releases um nothing else pretty much this week um you know it's kind of like a dead month until like two weeks from now when a way out comes or um it takes two comes out, out. <laughs> a way out too yeah uh, it takes two um but yeah actually the biggest news story we have this week actually kind of just came out a few hours ago um it's essentially kind of clarifying the big question mark we had on the bethesda and uh, microsoft obviously deal that they struck well a deal i say it's an acquisition right so finally we got some clarification as they had like a round table essentially um earlier this thursday morning and they answered up quite a bit of questions i mean the big one that everyone has is what's going to be happening to these you know games going forward as we already knew that you know phil spencer's already hit on in the past they're going to be keeping the deals that bethesda's already made so that's like you know ghostwire tokyo as well as um with Deathloop. he also said they're going to be um keeping future deals that they might have so it's kind of like people are kind of guessing that you know starfield might be a game that sony also has some kind of exclusivity deal as well but that's currently not confirmed yet only speculation besides that he said that going forward xbox owners essentially have to look forward to this acquisition mainly just giving all the bethesda games you know um essentially on game pass day and date so all the platforms that game Pass is on those games are going to become in day and date on game pass which we kind of already knew before um but essentially um yeah that's what it's going to be mainly going on about 
Um, in terms of what's going to be happening in terms of like the future series on, you know, PlayStation regarding Elder Scrolls 6 and, you know, possibly Starfield, um, he said that they're not going to be looking to, you know, split off current fan bases that have already been established on those platforms. But going forward, you know, like new IPs and new experiences will most likely be exclusive to Xbox and PC on those, you know, Game Pass platforms. So nice to kind of have, you know, I feel like this is a lot more of a concrete you know, wording on what's going to be going forward. I kind of know what to expect now. I feel like Starfield will most likely be exclusive to Xbox and PC unless Sony's already made a deal. Um, and Elder Scrolls 6 will probably release day on, you know, be a multiplayer platform game. So, yeah, I guess Charlie and Justin, do you have any thoughts on this in terms of what was announced today? We'll get yeah, into man, the 20 I, Game Pass game soon. But yeah. I think it just kind of solidified a lot of the the questions people had which makes sense like they couldn't talk about it before because obviously the deal only went through like yesterday day before so they can actually talk about stuff now because they are now working together um obviously it is still a little bit like it's not entirely clear and that's just because i i'm sure they haven't fully decided what they want to do yet um and that'll be a conversation that i'll have later when releases i'm sure are closer to release um, an announcement and that kind of thing um but yeah i i mean overall i think it's it's really good to see watching the round table as well it's it's very clear that everyone at bethesda and the software studios like it and things are super excited about it because if anything it just means their games are just going to be better because they have better funding and more teams that can help them make games um phil spencer did also kind of tease that they might use some of uh, Bethesda's engines for other Xbox Game Studios titles. Um, so they talked a lot about id Tech, which they use for Doom, and then also the Wolfenstein games, um, and how that engine's like one of the best out there, to be honest. So he, he was saying that potentially that could be used in other titles from other studios, which would be pretty cool. But overall, it's, um, it's great to see that it's going well so far. Um, just excited to see more from it, really. Mm-hmm. Justin? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was just, you know, like, figuring out um, whether these, you know, these games would uh, specifically be coming only to, like, you know, Xbox and PC now. Um, yeah, like, in ter for me at least, like, the, the Bethesda games haven't always been, um, you know, the games that I've always been that interested in. Uh, but nonetheless, I was definitely at least intrigued by Starfield and, uh, you know, the, the next Elder Scrolls. Um, yeah, now, now that, like, like, did they specifically say, like, Starfield's coming out only to, or, like, No, they, Starfield like, has no. not been, like, really reported on at all. It's right, just, okay, yeah. so, like, I mean, yeah, once again, it's still, like, quite up in the air right now. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, like, for me, like, the reason why I've never really, like, like, I don't think it impacts me too much, at least, just because, like, I have a PC as well, right? Like, so, like, if it does only come come out on Xbox and PC, I could always play it on my PC. Like, I'm not going to buy an Xbox, obviously, just for uh, these few games. Um, but, yeah, like, nonetheless, I'm definitely, like, interested in it. Um, but it's still going to be, like, you know, a ways off. It's not going to, like, we're not going to see Starfield for quite a while. Um, same thing with, obviously, Elder Scrolls. That's even further away. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, I assume like the other, like all the, yeah, all the other IPs, uh, you know, the Bethesda IPs that those are going to become exclusive, I guess. Right. So yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Um, I, it's, it doesn't impact me probably as much as you guys, I guess. <laughs> 
main thing for me is just Bethesda hasn't exactly been in the best spot in gaming in terms of sales as well. Like a lot of their last few games have been flops. So it's nice that, you know, they have the backing by Microsoft now. So their future projects aren't going to be something that's questionable because of obviously funding reasons or, you know, scope reasons. So that's very nice to see. And, you know, as Charlie said, I like briefly watched a bit of the round table while I was in class a bit. Um, and a lot of them were really happy and, yeah, it just comes across as like a genuine kind of deal with them. Like they've been working with Xbox since the very beginning. So really cool to see. And yeah, alongside this, they did announce that 20 uh, Bethesda games will be coming to Game Pass by, I want to say about the end of the week. They, yeah, tomorrow, actually. Um, I'm not going to go through all the listings of the games. You can find that out online. They're like on their Twitter and all that. I think I saw like Evil Within and Fallout 76. Um, a lot of, you know diverse but that's the games so really cool to see game pass just game pass is going to be something that you know we've talked about in the podcast before it's like especially with game prices going up it's going to be an even better deal this generation can't imagine they having like all Bethesda games and xbox games day one on pc just for like what 10 bucks a month not a bad deal so definitely really cool to see there and yeah that's been about it in terms of the acquisition kind of talks and clarification but not it for Bethesda news so yeah Doom Eternal um essentially it's part two of its DLC was leaked uh Charlie knows more about this than anything so I'll let you probably talk about this a bit yeah so there have been a lot of like talks about this DLC recently mainly because um uh, the game director over at id he has been like playing through Doom Eternal uh, like each level a week uh, for the past couple of months now and they've been talking a lot about the the new dlc and we knew it was meant to be coming out this month um and bethesda accidentally leaked a load of information about it over on i believe it was on their their store page um so they leaked like a load of key art and information about like the different levels of the game and the new weapon they're adding and that kind of thing um this prompted bethesda to end up announcing uh, when the teaser trailer is coming out, which is next Monday. Um, so presumably we'll get a date during this teaser. I would imagine it's probably going to be on the 23rd or something because that is the or the 20th around about then because uh, that is when Doom Eternal came out last year um, and they'll want to probably release it around that year anniversary. Um, but overall, it looks really cool. Um, I really like Doom Eternal, so I'm excited to play more. It does seem like, for now, this is kind of the end of the story. They're saying this is going to wrap up a lot of the storylines from Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal in this last DLC, so... I don't know what that means for another Doom game. It sounds like if there is another one, it will probably set up a, a new storyline, potentially with a new Doom Slayer. Um, there's been a lot of talks recently about having like a female Doom Slayer. I know, I know um, the main guy, Id, he's been saying he's had a lot of ideas for that and things. So Rage 3. Um, but yeah, no, not Rage 3. Let's, let's not talk about that series. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it looks really cool. Um, I'm excited to see the, the teaser, and hopefully it's out in the next few weeks. So, yeah. Very cool. Our last kind of Bethesda news story actually comes from Devloop. Um, not really much to say about this, honestly, because news hasn't really come out about this, but essentially Game Informer's cover game for the month um, is going to be on Deathloop. So I think as of this recording, the, this morning they uploaded kind of like the 80 quickfire questions. Um, so definitely go check that out. Those videos are always fun to watch. Um, and yeah, just some really cool you know information I'm sure will come out in the next few days to weeks ahead as the game comes out. You know, what, less than two months now? It's kind of crazy. So Or around two months away, so... Very, very cool stuff there. 
In other news, Square Enix, actually, this is another news story that came out today as well. Um, yeah, Square Enix announced kind of like a direct kind of event that's going to be lasting around 40 minutes long. Um, it's scheduled for next uh, Thursday, actually, so just one week as we're recording this. Um, all we know pretty much essentially is going to be mainly the big premiere of the new Life is Strange game. This has kind of been rumored for quite a bit um, of time that it's going to be kind of like going back to its roots um, that the first series was on, because obviously it took quite a big turn with two being kind of like a on the road adventure um, with two brothers. So it's going to be more kind of focused on the original format. Besides that, I think what they mentioned, like a Tomb Raider 25th anniversary announcement, um, some Avengers updates as well. But the main thing is keep your expectations. Like the big announcement there will be the new Life is Strange game. Um, if they do something else, that will be a surprise to me, but that's going to be like the main thing to look for in that showcase. So yeah, you guys excited for this event next week? Uh, I'm interested in watching it. I personally haven't played the second Life is Strange or um, Before the Storm. I, I've only played the first one, and it was, I want to say, like, what? It was 2015? So like it was, I think I played that now. back when I was in middle school. Like, it's a while yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago that game came out. Um, I thought it was okay. I was never, like, a massive fan of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I never got around to playing the second one, so I'm interested to see what it is. Um, as for all the other stuff there, like... Outriders seems okay. It'll be nice to see some Avengers updates, but honestly, I feel like it's just going to be another trailer for the DLC, which will be coming out that week. In fact, I think it's the same day. Um, hopefully, it's like new content they're going to announce there, but I highly doubt it. Um, I think they've said they're showing off that. Um, oh, what's the? Is it Balance Wonderland or something? I think oh yeah, like the platformer. Um, so there'll probably be some new details on that because that comes out in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, other than that, like it, it, it'll be what it is. Like I'll watch it, but I'm, there's nothing there that's crazy exciting me or anything. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, pretty much same as Charlie. Not anything t uh, particularly too special for me. Like I'll probably, I probably won't even watch it live. I'll just check out the news updates after. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, if it, you know, Avengers updates, I couldn't really care less. Um, Life is Strange, I played, like, half of the first one, didn't finish it, and then didn't play the second one, so... I mean, like, I don't know, if, you know, they show it, I'll check it out, but obviously I'm not counting down the days or anything like that. Yeah, for me, I was like, Square Enix, like, I like Final Fantasy the most out of all the series, so it's most likely not going to be here as they did kind of that announcement at the state of play. Um, so I'm keeping my expectations kind of low. Uh, like Charlie, I'd never finished. Uh, I played like the first episode of Life is Strange 2. Just those kind of games, it's very hard to play nowadays just because, I don't know, for me, gameplay is king. So I'll just kind of lose interest when I'm just walking around and having dialogue. Like, I enjoy the stories, but it's very hard to sit and down and choose to play that over something else that has enticing gameplay loops and all that. So it'll be still interesting. Um, I still plan to finish Life is Strange 2 eventually because that story is pretty cool. Um, but yeah pretty cool hopefully we'll hopefully this event will be nice and we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next week when we go over it and other news the nouveau anti-cheat uh is coming for ps5 this is essentially like an anti-cheat tool that devs can choose to use it's coming to ps5 yeah so take that with what you will i mean i don't know have you guys come in across like a lot of cheaters on console i always feel like that's an issue on pc so found this a bit of a strange one but nonetheless i mean that's nice to have right so this was the one, Charlie. This, Charlie. This is the one that Bethesda used, right? Because remember, Denuvo was like the yeah. So this is the one that everyone on PC hates, mainly because of yeah. its methods. It's 
it's one of these that rather than booting up when the game boots up, it boots up when your PC is booting. So That's basically, awesome. it's like a kernel level thing that worms its way into Windows. Um, so it it caused a lot of problems. There's a lot of security issues because Denuvo is like they've got a big stakes with China. Um, oh boy. And so there was a lot of like people saying that they're selling off information to like Chinese government and things like that. Um, there was also some things where like Doom Eternal used it at launch. Eventually they did get rid of it, luckily. Um, but yeah, there's there's been some people that say it affects like performance and stuff. So whether that will be a thing that goes across to PS5, because from what we can tell, this is literally just anti-cheat. It's not going to be the full software that it installs on PCs and stuff. Because I imagine that wouldn't be possible when you're putting it on a on system a that isn't like Windows or something. Um, so, but yeah, I don't really know why this is a thing. Like games usually just use their own built-in anti-cheat for consoles because obviously it's not as prevalent. It's a bit harder to get cheats working on console. Um, as well, Denuvo is now super easy to bypass. Like it only took people a few months and they already know how to. So no matter what anti-cheat you put on a console people will find their way around it. It's just how these things are. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting nonetheless, but hopefully nothing crazy comes of it. Yeah. Another new story is Little Nightmares 2, a game that me and Charlie played just, what, a month ago or so. Um, they announced today that it sold 1 million copies, so congrats to the team over there. Very nice to see. I know, I think we talked about how Little Nightmares as a series sold like 2 million copies, so that brings it up to like, what, 3 million now, so pretty impressive over there sad that we'll most likely not get a third game but interested in seeing what the team does next uh one game that was announced this week was actually kind of a surprise um teenage mutant ninja turtles is kind of coming back in a way uh, with shutter's revenge this was announced for pc and console uh charlie i know you have like a decent history with this series on at least the game side so if you want to talk a bit about it yeah i mean like it's just a typical kind of like um side-scrolling beat-em-up in the style like streets of rage and the original T tmnt um turtles in time game for the super nintendo i think it was and then also the the remake on ps3 um and yeah it's it's going with the older teenage mutant ninja turtle stuff from like the 90s which is personally what i grew up with so it's really cool to see them use those versions of the characters and villains and that kind of thing. Um, especially when I know a lot of the, the games and stuff they've done in recent years have been tied to like the newer animated shows, which I've never really watched. So, um, and I know they're not going to be great games or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, this just looks like a really fun looking beat em up game coming out sometime this year. Um, hopefully it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, they haven't really said too much about it just yet. Um, but hopefully we'll hear more soon. For sure. While you're at it, you can also announce the last news story since it's... Oh, yeah, it's such, a, yeah. such a big, big news story. Um, so, yeah, the card game from Valve uh, called Artifact is getting completely cancelled, um, ceasing development. It recent, Well, I say recently, um, about this same time last year, they launched the 2.0 beta for the game, which was basically 
redoing a lot of the systems and making it so it would eventually be like a free-to-play game um, and wouldn't have as many pay-to-win cards and that kind of thing. Um, but Valve have decided to stop development on the game. Um, it seems like they're trying to rejig a lot of the staff to, to work on other projects and there wasn't much work being done on Artifact. So they're now making it completely free-to-play so you can still play Artifact, it's just they're not updating the game anymore. Um, so you can play Classic, which is the... 1.0 version or you can play foundry which is the 2.0 version with some new cards and stuff uh it's not completely finished they've said that it has all the cards that they'd finished artwork and stuff for but cards that were in the beta that didn't have like finished artwork or lore and that kind of thing they they're not in the game um but either version is playable both offline and online um so they're available to download on steam but looks like we we're not going to see any more from artifact yeah i mean i feel like if artifact had like a big player base it was like definitely like it was a niche one right i feel like yeah a lot of people don't really care about this game from valve um whenever i think of artifact i think of that announcement crowd reaction yeah of the ah oh, when they saw the card game but yeah it's kind of not surprising i don't know valve if anyone knows valve you know somewhat they know that valve likes to drop a lot of projects and pick up certain things and mess around with it and then drop it again we'll never even know about certain things that are in development unless you know we get reporters actually have heard about things going on inside um so yeah it's just kind of is what it is in that way i guess and we'll find out what they're working on next it's rumored to be what citadel the vr multiplayer asynchronous so hopefully we'll hear about that this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's an announcement for like 2022, knowing Valve time, right? So yeah, it is what it is. Another, you know, our main topic of the show this week is going to be on factions related. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people are tired about hearing about factions, but we haven't really talked about what we want with factions yet, which we were kind of thinking about. So since this announcement we imagine is within a few months now, because the game's going to be hitting its one year anniversary by June, right? We figured we'd talk about kind of like our wish list. Uh, all of us have essentially been in the Naughty Dog community for quite a bit of time. Um, <laughs> a lot of us don't like Uncharted 4, and we like the classic kind of multiplayer editions. So, you know, going into factions, it's not a bad idea to kind of give our wish list and hopes, um, just in case someone happens to a Naughty Dog employee for watching this. Just take some notes. <laughs> but, yeah, so we all wrote down three essential, you know, kind of things that we want to see in Factions 2.0 or Factions 2, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I guess we'll start with uh, Justin, if you want to start off with it. Sure. Okay. So the first thing I put down was kind of like a combined, uh, kind of like a combined wish, uh, which is basically various game modes, longevity, and communication. So... What this means, or like what I'm trying to say, is basically, um, I like I want I, I want a multiplayer that obviously is gonna last quite a while. You know, the Naughty Dog multiplayers have never really been regarded as multiplayers that you play for a long time, especially like at least for the you know like the casual audience. Obviously, like factions um, did have its kind of like core uh, audience, or, or like you know people that played it, and like some people that still play it to this day. Um, but yeah, you know, for the general audience, like, like the Naughty Dog games in particular have never really, you know, been regarded for multiplayer focus. Like, people will play the single player, they'll try out the multiplayer for, like, a week or two, and then they won't play it again. Um, so I just want, obviously, like, you know, if this is, like, a standalone, like, kind of, like, multiplayer type thing, uh, I assume they're obviously putting a lot more work into it. 
Um, you know, it has been in development for a decent amount of time now. So I think it's obviously going to be more than just, you know, regular factions mode with, like, two game modes. Um, I'm expecting that they're going to have quite a few uh, game modes that are very different from each other. Like, one of my biggest problems with Uncharted 4 multiplayer was they only had, like, three game modes at the beginning, and they're essentially all the same. Like, they're all very, like, team-based game modes um, that revolved around the same thing, really. And so I just want, like, you know, game modes that are quite different with different objectives. Um, and, yeah, you know, like, longevity, I just mean, like, you know, consistently updating uh, the game, you know, f uh, focusing on implementing new game modes and stuff like that uh, just to keep the player base active. Um, and then the last thing for communication, I, b I basically mean, like, like for especially for Uncharted 4, I remember there were so many times where uh, people would be trying to communicate with like Naughty Dog employees, basically like giving feedback and stuff like that, trying to ask for uh, certain things that they want in the game. And like they would just not listen for the longest time. Like when people ask for a classic mode uh, for Uncharted 4, it took them so long to add it. Um, when they ask for a leveling system, they're like, okay, we'll add a leveling system, but you can't, like no one else can see your level. Like, like what is the point of that, you know? Um, so I just want like you know good communication between obviously the fans and the uh, and Naughty Dog you know just I hope they can listen to us I guess yeah. you know like obviously I respect that you know like they, it's their creative freedom but um, at least I don't know like better communication with us to ensure like you know I guess both sides are satisfied. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then when you mean like various game modes, I'm guessing you mean kind of like what Uncharted Three did right, where you had like so many different yeah, things going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I don't even know like. I was met like thinking about the idea of like co-op mode too, like you know, kind of like how Uncharted Four co-op. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, factions didn't have co-op like that, um, but I just thought it'd be kind of interesting if they factions didn't have co-op in general. The way of... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. They just like implemented that for sure. How about you, Charlie? What's your first one? Uh, so my first one's pretty basic. It's it's one that I've mentioned. I think could happen, and I I it's one I really do want to happen, which is. It being free to play and being on console and PC, um, I feel like it being free to play on console is like pretty likely at this point, especially because it is coming out so late after part two. I feel like they'll want to get as many players in and making it a standalone paid multiplayer in, in 2021 just isn't the right way of doing things in my opinion. Um, but having it on PC, I think would really help. Um, you could bring in a lot of, a lot more of the streaming community which i think would be really good for the multiplayer if they want it to live on in the long run if they can bring in a lot of those players i personally know um quite a few people who have played factions back on like ps4 when it first came out and a lot of them are on pc now and like they haven't played part two or anything and they've said to me like because i I mentioned factions 2 to them and stuff and they they've said that you know if it came to pc they'd be super hyped for it because you know they want that kind of multiplayer on pc because there isn't really anything like factions out there um so having it on pc as well i think would be great and having cross play as well being able to play across both ps4 ps5 and pc really boost those player numbers so that it, it can stay alive for a lot longer than it would normally even though it's factions is still like got quite a few players you can easily find matches even now um but yeah that's kind of my my first wish really yeah it's a good point about the streaming um people all being on twitch and pc right so that yeah. would make a really good choice there 
Um, yeah, especially since that kind of game really isn't on PC. I think Rogue Company is kind of the closest thing you have. But mm. even that has a lot of differences. But yeah. Anyways, my first uh, kind of point here is I just want like a robust co-op experience with like campaigns and I don't know, kind of like what Uncharted 3 had and Uncharted 2 had. Um, just, you know, Last of Us is screaming for co-op. The whole series has different kinds of infected that are very iconic based on the, you know, now what, three campaigns we've had with Left Behind, Part 1 and Part 2. There's just so many cool things they could do with that. Just throw in, you know, you and a buddy and or you and three, thre- uh, three friends and that would be a really fun time. Um, yeah, like even just with co-op alone, like not even having like PvPVE, just like PvE, PvE would be super fun to have. So that's kind of like my first one. I feel like this is the one that everyone was talking about when Last of Us first came out. It's like, oh, I really wish they had this had like a co-op mode. I wish they added in DLC. They never did. We saw with part, um, well, with Left Behind, actually, they added in, you know, um, Infected versus AI um, later on in that campaign. So I definitely feel like it's going to happen with part or factions, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really hoping that's kind of like robust in a way where it's like a little bit replayable. Um, just kind of like what Uncharted 3 was for me. So that's kind of like my first point there. And yeah, uh, Justin. All right. Uh, second one. Um, I, well, I I just said stay away from the pay to win <laughs> BS, which is basically like, like, I know it's really hard for like, I don't know, especially if it's like a free to play multiplayer, right? Then you're obviously going to need to get uh, money back from like in-game purchases and stuff like that. I just hope they can kind of find a way to like, implement i don't know like i'm talking about like all the dlc stuff after because i know like with last of us factions like they just had um what was it called like tactical shotgun and stuff like that like all these um like future dlc stuff that people um you know got after the game where you basically where you buy it and it just like ruined the whole balance of the game where people were constantly using those uh those weapons like it just threw out threw everything off so I just hope they can, you know, kind of stay away from that, find a good way to balance. Um, like, you know, if you are adding new guns and stuff like that, just make it balanced, I guess, and find a way. Or, like, at least have a way maybe that like, you can earn like, it, it in-game yeah. or something. Yeah, like, so you don't essentially have to, like, only buy it to get it. Or, like, or like if you or like if you do... Or, like, if the gun is so powerful that you're essentially forced to buy it if you want to do well in the game, you know? So, yeah. Sure, I definitely agree with that. That's like I'll have it as like part of my last point, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like that segments a lot of the player base off, and even Uncharted Four kind of had that. Like I don't know, it, you could earn it right, but it was like a random loot box full of like a bunch of weapons you could choose to have. Like I still don't have the M4 in Uncharted Four just because I don't play that multiplayer much, and I never got to unlock it because I wasn't lucky. So yeah, that's I feel a big like one. If they if they want to do DLC weapons, the best way to do it would be something like how COD does it more recently, which is they'll have them in the battle pass um, like a free but tier. they're the free tiers so you can either get them through the pass or once that season's over there's a challenge that unlocks that you have to do um so that it's it's there and that's how you add them in but also kind of get people to spend money without it being you're paying for that weapon specifically so hey man last of part two didn't sell well according to the haters they gotta monetize somehow <laughs> charlie um so mine is kind of your first one brandon which is co-op missions um but for me i kind of want them to take a different spin rather than just having a traditional kind of co-op thing like uncharted co-op or like left for dead or something like that um i kind of would like to see them do something like a raid 
from your traditional MMO, whether that's Destiny or World of Warcraft, where you're working together and, and doing objectives, whether that's working through like a, a town environment and clearing out areas or doing more puzzle type things uh, where you're having to, you know, move stuff over a bridge or something. You've got to move some cars out of the way and that kind of thing. Um, I'd like to see them go for like longer scale co-op missions rather than smaller type things um where you could be going off and scavenging stuff and, and getting materials for your camp and that kind of thing um like that was one of the things i feel like was missing from factions was some kind of co-op mode since they had that in uncharted and even uncharted 4 they they ended up doing like the the co-op stuff so um but yeah that that would be the direction i'd like to see them take with co-op um rather than more like a, a linear type thing making it more kind of like puzzle based and that kind of thing so yeah yeah it's true every single naughty dog multiplayer has had co-op um uncharted 4 obviously got it later but every single multiplayer yeah. besides factions has had co-op yeah that's a good point uh, my second point actually is just kind of like revolves around what factions is right essentially with factions you always you know during the matches you'd always go for these cans and try, that's like you know you collecting supplies essentially and you come back and you see all these like blue and gray dots essentially i think that if they want to continue that aspect of factions because ultimately that's what it is right you collecting supplies for your camp it would be nice to see the camp so it'd be nice like if instead of like a main menu maybe we had like a playable kind of hub world where it's like you see certain players um npcs obviously just kind of like li living in your camp and if like you're losing match after match like a lot of them are just dead <laughs> that'd be fun so i don't know just like have some kind of visual representation instead of just like these dots on like on a radar grid right that are just supposed to mean something to you so if they're going to continue with that aspect i definitely want it to feel more focused on it um i'm not sure if they'll do that uh if they don't i don't want to see those blue dots again just because it's kind of pointless and annoying um but it'd be cool if it was like tied to what you saw around like if your gunsmith guy where you can lock new guns in your community was just like coughing and shit because like he's sick or some shit i don't know get creative that's my second one justin cool all right so for my last one i just put uh implementing the last of us aspects into the game and like i just with this i kind of mean um, you know, the whole world of The Last of Us, there's obviously the survivors, but there's also the infected. So I don't know how they could do this, but I would like them to kind of try implementing uh, the infected into some of the, you know, like the different game modes. I don't know how they would specifically do that. Maybe um, like random events. I don't know, heard, or like yeah, like, I don't know. There could just be like at certain points, like could be like, like the tank. Creed, like yeah, yeah, like kind of like that, or like I was thinking of in, uh, in Unch Uncharted Three, there was like the sandstorm that would happen, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like I don't know if like some infected spawn or some something like that. I don't even know. Like I just thought it'd be kind of a cool idea. Um, that would be part of it, you know, just basically show off more of the world of The Last of Us in the multiplayer. Yeah, it's a good pick. You kind of see stuff like that in um, World War Z's multiplayer. They had like events where zombies would swarm in and stuff um, and make it more like PvP VE because you had the, the AI zombies running around. They could do something like that, which would be pretty cool. Um, just have a load of clickers just run across the map that you some suddenly have to like be super quiet. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely agree. What about uh, your last one? So for my last one is another kind of mode that I'd like to see. Um, and it's not what we've talked about before, Battle Royale, but it is instead 
an escape from Tarkov style mode uh, where you'd have like a super large map and you spawn in with like a minimal loadout um, and you're going in scavenging trying to find new gear um, whether that's scrap or like food like you would in normal multiplayer except it's on a much larger map you'd have AI enemies as well as like the infected running around that you had to avoid and then obviously other players that are also trying to scavenge stuff and then extract um, a, a certain point on the map. I think it could be really cool, um, especially with the more of the mechanics they added in part two, like being able to prone and more intricately designed like buildings and stuff like that. I, I think it could work really well. Um, it's just whether the engine can support it, because obviously they've done like the larger scale areas in part two and, and uncharted four but not in multiplayer so i don't know whether that's something they could do um if they can i think that kind of mode would fit perfectly with the post-apocalyptic setting and there's not a ton of multiplayer games that have taken stuff from from tarkov yet the only thing i can think of is they've got like an extraction mode in warzone now um which is kind of similar but something like that i think would be really cool um because I do like Tarkov, I just don't like the like hardcore nature of it. So having a mode like that in in factions would be really cool. So would it be like in Tarkov where like you could choose what you bring out, or would everyone spawn in with like nothing? I w- I would picture it more as like um, the division like survival DLC okay. if you played that, where you spawn in with like a pistol and like okay. some basic meds, and then you find other weapons in the map and things. That'd be cool. I definitely. I definitely could see that. Just depends if they're working on it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. It fits factions perfectly, kind of the idea of like yeah. scavenging and going out for items and all that. So yeah. My last point was kind of Justin's first one. Essentially, it's just like none of the BS that we had in Uncharted Four. So like, this incorporates a lot of stuff. Like, I'm sure they're doing a leveling system. God, I hope so. <laughs> but like, don't have weird choices like that where it's like there was no map voting. That was a really weird one for me. And, like, I remember asking, I, I, f- I forgot which dev it was, but, like, they were said, like, oh, like, matchmaking as it is takes a while. We don't want, like, we want you to go straight into a game. But I'm, like, I'd rather take 10 seconds to pick a map we all want to go on for the next 10 minutes than for us to get into a match 10 seconds quicker for, you know, a map we all don't really care about. So that would be nice. Just a lot of the weird decisions that they had. Obviously, like, things like the gameplay bags that you would, you know, unlock with relics. That would be, like, a random weapon. I didn't like that shit so many different color options for cosmetics that I felt were really filler with Uncharted 4 as well. So a bunch of weird decisions in that multiplayer that ultimately is why I'm not playing it at all <laughs> for the last few years. So yeah, if you could do that, I guess since it is the last one, I'll just give some honorable mentions of some cool things I'd like to see. Uh, factions, you always put as random characters and I get that because it's like, obviously it's supposed to be like you going after your camp, but I wouldn't mind if you could play as like iconic characters in the franchise just because it is multiplayer. Uncharted has that because obviously it's just multiplayer, right? You're not supposed to take it too seriously. So it'd be cool if you could play as like Joel or Tommy or even Abby and Ellie. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, that's essentially kind of what I put down. So any kind of like last things you guys wanted to mention that weren't a part of your big three before we end off the episode? Um, not for me. No, I feel like I, much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I covered what I what I was thinking. Yep. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was kind of our thoughts on factions and what we want to see. Make sure to leave yours in the comment section down below. Uh, yeah, obviously we hope this thing is announced soon. Who knows? Like this is a big question mark. We'll get you know monthly updates from Neil on Twitter. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, if it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. 
but yeah, with that we being, like, we get like monthly updates from their job listings. That's that's very true. I mean, kind of why we talked about it was recently that job listing for a economy designer. Um, that's supposed yeah. to like you know. Yeah, I, I spotted that. I spotted that like long before all these news, yeah. news reporters were like talking about it. I was talking about that like weeks ago. Yeah, it was like in the beginning of February or something like that. Yeah, uh, and they're like they're like waiting for me to finish the trailer. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> Justin saw it in the trailer, so he actually put a bunch of stuff down that he knows about in in the trailer. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. How far along are you with that trailer, Justin? Uh, I think I should finish it for uh, you know, like E three. E three, okay. Oh, when nice. the A is Justin, come on. Yeah, come on, Justin. No one watches this podcast. Goddamn. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that has been it for this week's episode of Critically Incorrect. Uh, yeah, not a big news story this week, so we decided to kind of incorporate our own topic and talk about factions for a bit since it kind of fits. And yeah, I'm sure we'll see this game hopefully announced at least within the next few months. And yeah, with that being said, we'll see you next week for episode 18. And yeah, until then, take care, everyone. Peace. See you later.